0: Sometimes we don't get to pick and choose our spots where we do our podcasts. Right now, sit in the middle of a truck yard. Let's get to it. I don't have enough time on this 30-minute break. So, today's podcast is going to be about the Thursday Night Football game. Oh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, on Twitter and Instagram, at RoyDawg underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. On Facebook, for the time being, at Dennis M. Roy. Thursday Night Football game, we have Miami at Jacksonville. Opened as a pick'em, 44 over under. Currently, Jacksonville is now the three-point favorite. Home favorite, 48 over under. Thoughts and feelings on this game. Uh, just a, in a blanket, it's either going to be a fantastic scoring affair or it's going to be the most incredible shit show in the world because you have two bad teams in it. But I'm going to side with the fact that neither team really has a defense when you look at it. So we're going to actually get some points out of this game. Starting on the Dolphins side, looking at one. Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be uh, throwing the, slinging the ball around a lot. Jacksonville's actually been pretty good against the run. Um, <clears throat> so, as far as I'm concerned, everything's going to pretty much come off the arm of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, I do have some love for Miles Gaskin, uh, the rookie from last year that, uh, everybody shit on, but I told them, you know, just give him some time. He is going to be definitely involved. The only problem is whether or not you can afford to pay for him, uh, $10,000 on FanDuel, which actually isn't too bad now that I think about it, um, because you are paying basically one and a half X the price of what would usually be on, on, uh, DK, because they don't they don't price and force your MVP spot over there. So 10,000 actually isn't too bad. I like him. He's been involved. He's had a high snap percent uh, compared to Matt Breida and definitely Jordan Howard, which if you ask me if you can use Jordan Howard, I would tell you no. If you do it, it's all on your own. Matt Breida, I do have some love for. Just for the plain simple fact that he's actually in the same spot as Miles Gaskin, just with lower snap percent share. So, if you were to say you were going to fade Miles Gaskin and take a shot on Matt Breida, I wouldn't fault you for it, especially at the savings over on DK where he's only $1,800. Um, you're more than welcome to go over there and do that. Um, I have no idea why I have ranking price for the prices here. On DK, so I apologize for that. We don't do rankings for the showdown slates. Uh, get back. Actually, I have to get back to my uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick here, who's going against the thirty-one, the thirty-first rated pass defense uh, based on Football Outsiders DVOA projection, twenty-first uh, in points allowed to the quarterback position. So he's definitely going to be a guy that I'm going to insert. I'm probably not going to put him in the MVP or captain spot. But I'll definitely have them in my lineup for sure. Uh, the rush defense for the Jacksonville Jaguars, like I said, it is the te- it is it is pretty decent right now. Uh, they did stop Derrick Henry, which was quite a surprise. I thought it wasn't going to happen, but um, two weeks in a row, their number ten rush defense. So, uh, but you can use Miles Gaskin in there just because they are twenty fifth against running backs in the passing game. That's where Gaskin actually exceeds in there, and they give up. They are 18th in points allowed to the running back position. So there is points to be had there. Um, so I'm not going to do a total out total uh, fade on Miles Gaskin. Is he going to be in my primary lineup? I got to put it together. Um, it's quite possible, but he would be like the last guy that I would put in, uh, especially after now that Han- uh, John Hansen is... Uh, said his piece on his show this morning. Um, he's As his Thursday night special, he's going to be pretty high owned. So if I can get off of him, I'm probably going to get off of him in a single lineup. Um, three or more, yes, I'd, I would definitely have a share. Captain spot, no. Uh, if you look at the wide receivers now, you're going to have Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, uh, and Isaiah Ford. Those are going to be your three main guys here. Um... Give me two seconds here. I need to pull up the target sheet. Okay, so now that I got the target sheet up, if you look at Miles Gaskin, week one he had four targets, uh, four receptions, 26 yards. That was a 13% target share. Week two, he had seven targets for in uh, six receptions, 36 yards, 15% target share. Now, as far as the wide receivers go, you're going to see the DVOA on both Parker and Williams as a 7. So really good against wide receiver 1s, really good against wide receiver 2. Here's kind of my issue with Jacksonville. They went against Tennessee, which had no A.J. Brown. It had Corey Davis in there. And then they went against Denver, which didn't have Courtland Sutton. Or wait. What am I talking about? Jaguars didn't play them. That was Tennessee. Stupid idiot. What did Jacksonville play in week one? Oh, duh, it was Indianapolis. So you had T.Y. Hilton, you had T.Y. Hilton in there, um, and then you had the mishmash of what was going on there. Uh, versus wide receiver plus of 17. So Isaiah Ford definitely, in my eyes, is in play. We'll go to the target sheet here. Um, but I'm thinking Devontae Parker is actually going to be really in play here. Uh, and not Preston Williams. Preston Williams has really just not looked good. Uh, I actually went into this game, uh, last week's game, and it really wasn't that good. Um, now you are, getting, you are getting Preston Williams 23% target share in Week 1, 11% in Week 2. Devontae Parker had a 13% target share in Week 1, 17% in Week 2. So that was four targets the first week, eight targets in the second week. They're going to be throwing in this game. Uh, we look at Isaiah Ford now, <clears throat> and this is another guy that I think we should include it definitely in our player pool. He had four targets in week one, which was good for 13%. Nine, nine targets in week two. This is the Buffalo Bills game. Nine targets for seven receptions, 76 yards, 19% target share. Do I think he's an MVP uh, MVP or captain spot guy? No but I do think Parker is definitely in play. With his eight targets last week, he had five receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown. I think some people are going to look at that DVOA, and they're going to stray away from it. So, I have some love for him in the cap, in a captain's spot. Isaiah is going to come in cheap. 7,000 on FanDuel and 3,000 on DK. So, definitely consider Isaiah Ford. He seems to be a guy that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick likes and we know that when Ryan Fitzpatrick likes a guy he's going to continue to throw to them. Now definitely the guy that's going to be the uber chalk but he's definitely a guy that you're going to have to get in there. The only wh- reason that you would not put Mike Gazeki in a lineup is you're just saying I'm going to take a shot that he's going to get hurt. It's not the smart play but it is what it is. 10500 on FanDuel, 7400 on DK so he's going to be real cheap. Going against the 31st ranked DVOA versus tight ends. And 30th in points allowed versus tight end position. We just saw Jonu Smith last week. This was one of my target spots was with Jonu Smith um, for this very reason. So 30th, they're allowing on FanDuel, they're allowing 19.2 points. DK to 22.4. Be going against Josh Jones. He's got the, the best matchup in green. Um, we go back to the wide receivers. You're going to have Trey Herndon on Devontae Parker, C.J. Henderson on Preston Williams. Preston Williams has not really performed. That's why he is, um, red against C.J. Henderson. And then you're going to have D.J. Henderson, Hayden in the slot. And I think Isaiah Ford can get the job done there. Defenses, we're not going to worry about it. Kickers, no, we're not worried about it. Um, Josh Lambeau, I should mention this, Josh Lambeau, the kicker for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is going to be out for this game. So you're going to have to pay attention over on FanDuel and DK to see if they even have a Jacksonville kicker available. If they do, he's going to be like bare-ass minimum price. So I don't think you're going to need the savings for a game like this, but just be aware of it. I'm not going kickers here. I don't think it's going to be a kicking game. I think there's going to be a few touchdowns. On to Jacksonville. And one Gardner Minshew, the second. Going against the 32nd ranked pass defense in DVOA. They just got smoked to shit by Josh Allen last week. So Gardner Minshew is going to be a high value, or is going to be a high owned guy. You know, both quarterbacks are going to be highly owned. In this game, thirty-first in points allowed to the quarterback position, at thirty point one. So this is a very, very good spot here for one Gardner Minshew. Now, another guy that's going to be very highly owned is going to be the is going to be James Robinson, the undrafted rookie out of Southern Illinois, or, uh, yeah, out of uh, Illinois State. My bad. Uh, he's going to be expensive though over on. FanDuel's fourteen thousand over there, pretty moderately priced at seventy-eight hundred. Over on DK, goes against the thirty-first ranked DVOA rush defense and twenty-seventh against running backs in the passing game. But in points allowed to the running back, that's seven. That's going to be seventeen point eight and nineteen point three on FanDuel and DraftKings. That's good for ninth, 9th Hardest defense to score points against. But if you want to make the case that he's going to be heavily involved, the only other guy that's there is going to be basically Chris Chris Thompson. So you can make the case that James Robinson is going to be heavily involved in this as well. I'm not 100% sure, but we do have, th- we have stuff going on with DJ Chark his chest injury is questionable for tonight so I'm gonna still leave James Robinson as as a guy that uh, is a possibility to make the lineup especially over on DK where his price is fairly cheap. We need six guys over there anyways so it's definitely gonna be a spot that I'm gonna look at um, but probably in a single lineup I'm probably gonna take a pass on it and just kind of keep my fingers crossed. If you want to use Chris Thompson as a pivot, I get it, but he hasn't really shown all that much. Now he is only forty-five hundred over on FanDuel, and then he's three—he's three he's K over on, on on DK. He's three grand on DKs, forty-five hundred on FanDuel. Good lord, I can't do this. But uh, so that would be your pivot guy, but it's—it's it's not a guy that's been heavily involved. I watched the Jacksonville Tennessee game. They get him involved every once in a while, but the problem is, is, is that Gardner Minshew actually been using his tight ends and uh, his wide receivers more. It seems to be where he's looking. He's looking more downfield than he is uh, to the out for the outlet pass. Um, I can give you target data here for your running back. So James Robinson. James Robinson in week two, week two, because week one he wasn't targeted at all, but he had 16 touches uh, in both week one and week two. He had the 100 yards last week, uh, four targets. He had three receptions for 18 yards, a 9% target share. Uh, Chris Thompson also had four targets uh, for th- uh, three receptions for 20 yards. He did have a touchdown. So, I mean, if you're going to use Chris Thompson, you're going to use it as a pivot off of James Robinson. And you're trying to get that touchdown. Will he get it? It is the Dolphins. It's quite a possibility. But it's it's really tough. It's going to be really, really tough to kind of bank on it. Um, we go to the wide receivers here. And you have DJ Chark versus 25th ranked D, uh, DVO, D, DVOA defense against wide receiver ones. Uh, LaViscus Chenault. Uh, listed as wide receiver two against the 13th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos, and one Keelan Cole uh, versus the 31st ranked DVOA defense against wide receiver plus. Now, <clears throat> Miami is 30th in points allowed to th- the wide receiver position, 39.4 on FanDuel, and 48.9 over on DK. So this is definitely the spot that we really want to attack. The only problem is DJ Chark with a chest injury. If he gets hit just right, he could be out for the game. On the other hand, if he doesn't, and this is the more likely scenario, he could go off. After two weeks of not really having any type of uh, fantasy value whatsoever the first two weeks... This could be the breakout game for 2020. Do you believe that or not? That's really the question. If you think that Chark is not going to break out, or if he's going to get hurt, then you're sure, you you goddamn right that I'm going to be looking at definitely looking at uh, Chenault and Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole, especially, not only because he's cheaper and doesn't have the name, but he's been getting the production the last two weeks. So, we go over to our target sheet. Go over to our target sh- uh, sheet. We look at DJ Chark. He's been target. He was targeted three times in Week One, four times in Week Two. Uh, three receptions in Week One for 25 yards and a touchdown for a 15% target share. Uh, four receptions for 84 yards, no touchdowns, 9% target share in Week Two. So that's a downward trend. But that's only because Gardner Minshew has been. Tossing it, you know, completely all around. We look at LaVisca Chennault, got four targets in week one for three receptions, thirty seven yards and a touchdown, twenty percent target share. Week two, same amount of targets, same amount of receptions, more yardage, thirty-five yards compared to uh, I'm sorry, two yards less than what he had in week one, and he dropped from a twenty percent target share down to a nine percent target share. Now, there is a, a second aspect of LaVisca Chenault, and that's that they've been using him in the running game with James Robinson a little bit. In week one, he had two, he had two attempts for 10 yards for a 5-yard per carry average. In week two, he had five rushes for 37 yards for a 7.4 average. No touchdowns in either. So he has some upside in the running game. So definitely consider him there. Now, Chris Conley, to me, this is just to me, I don't think he has very much value outside of if DJ Chark is on the field or not. And that's because of the play of both Keelan Cole and LaVisca Chennault. Chris Conley in week one had one target, one reception for six yards. 5% target share. That was with Chark on the field. In week two, he had seven targets, four receptions for 48 yards, no touchdowns, but a 16% target share. I think that had more to do with the DJ Chark injury than it had to do with Con- Conley and getting him onto the field. So to me, I'm going to fade Conley. If you want to take a shot on Conley, if you're running multiple lineups, hey, I don't, I don't blame you whatsoever. You can take a, definitely take a shot there. But like I said, I'm probably going to fixate a little bit more on Keelan Cole, who in week one had five targets for five receptions, 47 yards, and a touchdown. That was good for a 25% target share. In week two, he had seven targets for six catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. 16% target share. So it's been pretty consistent. Now, the volume went up in the second game because they were playing from behind. But... Keelan Cole seems to be a guy that Minshew's trusting. Quarterbacks like guys that they trust. We can't can't dismiss it. That's all I'm saying. Now, if we move to the tight end, tight end definitely is going to be Tyler Eifert in here. I'm not going to mess around with James O'Shaughnessy. You know I love O'Shaughnessy just because then I get to say O'Shaughnessy. But Tyler Eifert is facing the 14th-ranked defense versus tight ends. And they are 11th in points allowed to the tight end position. Fan duel, is 6 points, 7.2 on DK. To me, that points out fade. It's just what I'm going to do. I'm not trusting any of the tight ends. I know they're gonna somebody's going to go, well, Tyler, I have a cheap touchdown. Could get a cheap touchdown, but you're going to need them wide receivers to fail. Okay, so wide receivers first, running back second, tight end third. The defensive statistics, I'm not going to pay attention. I'm not going to really pay attention to that. Um, just because they faced the New England defense in week one was definitely more of a preseason game than anything. And then in week two, they faced the Buffalo Bills. So uh, the points definitely went down uh, once Miami started scoring a bit. Um, and that went from a 28th-ranked. 28th in uh, points allowed to the defense down to 20, 21. So that was a hell of a drop in one week. Remember uh, DVOA, DVOA for certain is not going to stabilize until after this week because we'll have three full weeks going into week four. So, um, but we can look for trends, uh, but definitely think of the opponents that they had and what they had to do in those games you have to mix your thought processes together. Don't just look at the number and say, that's where I'm going to attack. It's this early in the season. We have to put a little bit extra into it. Once we get a little bit later in the season, we can correlate the numbers between DVOA and DVP a little bit better um, and just kind of as their own. But for right now, use your extra, extra thought process. Now, I will say that Byron Jones, if... If uh, DJ Chark plays, Byron Jones will be out uh, with his groin injury, and they, they've they actually added an Achilles injury. So with the amount of players that have been uh, blowing out their Achilles, I doubt this team is going to take a chance on would ever have taken the chance of rolling out their high-priced free agent corner and risking that Achilles injury. Uh, Xavier Howard should be on LaVisca Chenault. And then you got Nick Needham on Keelan Cole. Nick Needham is the guy that you want to attack. That's the full green go guy to attack. Eric Rowe will be on Tyler Eifert uh, at tight end. So that's kind of your run through in there. Um, The chalky play is going to be putting Mike Gazzicki at your MVP or... um, Oh god, why am I brain farting? MVP or you know captain spot over on DK. That's the chalky play. If you run three lineups, I if you run three lineups or more, I'm very much okay with it. If you're running a single lineup, you have you can have Giziki in the and I would actually recommend having Giziki in the lineup. But and as I drop my phone down, um but If you're you're running three, definitely have a couple of lineups. I would have two lineups without in in the high spot. Not that he's going to fail, but just that somebody else is going to outperform him and bring you more points. Get a different style lineup versus everybody else. That's part of the game. Like I said, I'd run one with Gaziki in the MVP if you're running more than one lineup. If you want to just say, okay, the play is actually Gaziki and I don't mind tying a whole shitload of people for the top spot, which we will be up towards that top spot because uh, we are fucking fantastic. I don't have a problem with it, to be honest with you. But if you don't, if you really don't want to tie all the people, you're going, like I said, you're going to have Gazicki not in that MVP captain spot. But that's pretty much it. My break is winding down here. Just enough time to have a smoke. So, uh, yeah, got the podcast out. Look at that. it just a shade under a decade, too. All right. Um I will have the full weekend spreadsheet done tomorrow and out. I will have the first round of uh, going through the schedule tomorrow. And then, as usual on Saturday, we'll have the write-up and the full breakdown on why and where I went uh, for week three. So good luck. If I don't talk to you guys, Uh, Some of you, some of you, I'm going to talk to because you're fucking ridiculous and keep hitting me up, which is fine. Um, But if I don't talk to you, good luck. And uh, let's get one of these fucking Showdown GBPs. Peace.